0: Hello, listeners. I I really don't know how to start this broadcast. Something has happened. Something really unexpected. I'm sorry. Uh, this isn't like me, and I don't want to frighten anyone, so let me start over. Um, hello, listeners. This is Max O'Brien with Mercury, a broadcast of hope. It's day 1,227 since we came back on the air. This morning, I was out walking the perimeter, just routine checks, and I heard footsteps. They sounded like a slow drag, and I was instantly on my guard. You all know too well by now what a walk like that usually means these days. The perimeter had been secure up to where I stood, so I wasn't panicking, but I stood back from the fencing and tried to get a glimpse into the distance. The morning fog kept most of the view hidden, but I suddenly saw a figure come into my vision. The first thing I noticed was that the figure was indeed limping on one leg. The limp didn't seem like a normal um, stagger, though, you know? I realized that the limp was only affecting one leg. It seemed like an injury. A few more steps, and I knew for sure. It wasn't a zombie, it was a person. A woman. Not only was it a woman, listeners, it was, it was someone I knew. Listeners, you know what it's like. The chances of meeting a new person since the outbreak have become pretty slim. We get the occasional traveler, but it's not an everyday occurrence anymore. Once the few of us who were left in a given area found each other and sort of touched base, we figured out the ways in which our new community fit together, and that was it. With Medusa, we lost our location and our physical home, but we all know very well by now that home is... well, it's where your people are. When we started over, it was the same thing again. We got ourselves set up, and now we still know when someone is likely to visit or when we should go visit someone. There are certain folks that we interact with regularly, but the likelihood that we'll see someone new is so rare. Now, take the idea that you see a random new person you haven't seen for the entire outbreak period, occasional but rare, and add that to the fact that you actually knew this person from before it happened. Can you imagine how I felt? I stared, stunned, for a good 15 seconds before I got it together to let her in and help her. She's here with us now, resting while Dr. Clark tends to her leg. I'm sure we'll get the whole story as soon as she gets some strength back, but until then, let me tell you my side of it. Saoirse was an exchange student at my high school when I was in 10th grade. She came over from Ireland to go to school and take some special aeronautics courses at the same time. Saoirse wanted to be a pilot, and she hoped to eventually fly for a big commercial American airline. She worked really hard that whole year, doubling up with both regular classes and her extracurricular aviation program. She was a nerd like me, but with her it was about anything related to flying. She wasn't part of our normal high school cliques and groups, so she could kind of float through them without the angst a lot of us were going through. The popular kids accepted her because she was exotic and a foreigner. The theater kids geeked out over her cool accent. The academics liked her because she was smart, and the emo kids tolerated her because she wasn't exactly the property of any of the other groups. I liked her because she knew everything there was to know about the history of flight And that's something I've always loved, too. The feeling was mutual, and we became good friends. We spent a lot of time studying together and always hung out during field trips because she and I actually liked reading the little museum plaques and watching videos through to the end. She stayed throughout 10th grade, and we were all really sad at the realization that she'd be leaving soon. Then, through some magic, she managed to get an extended visa and stay on for a second study year. I think she must have felt like she was on borrowed time because she worked even harder that year. She really cracked down and started to look like a machine, constantly working and going from class to class. I cared about her enough to look past the surface and started to see the strain wearing on her. One day I tried talking to her about it. We were in the library, and I pulled her aside and told her she was working too hard. At first she got really angry at me. Sleep deprivation can wear your defenses down anyway, and she just felt like she had no choice. Study that hard, or fail, and be sent back before the end of the term. I calmed her down a little bit and started to give her perspective on how much she was doing compared to most of the school. We talked for a while, and I walked her through what she had accomplished so far in so little time. I tried to give her some perspective on what her average day was like compared to the average day of your average high school student. Finally, she just broke down and started crying. She apologized to me for being defensive, thanked me for the reminder, and told me I was right. Then she leaned in and hugged me. I remember her hair brushing against my face, how small and vulnerable she felt in my arms. I hadn't realized how I'd felt until that moment. But it was suddenly clear that my heart had gone way past our friendship. We finished the school year, and every moment between us took on a new meaning to me. But I wasn't sure of how she felt. I agonized over my options. I could tell her, and risk ruining our friendship and the precious time we had left, or keep it in and never know the truth. I finally told her, right before the term ended, and she was about to go home. She kissed me once, very gently and told me I was incredibly special to her. And then she said, this isn't our time. And she went home to Ireland. We were Facebook friends, so I knew she'd achieved her dreams, not that there had ever been a question of that happening. She was a commercial airline pilot in Ireland, flying the skies. She was married, and successful. Now? I don't know what she is. I guess we're probably about to find out and you know, today, of all days. Listeners, I'm sorry for pouring my heart out to you all. Um. Thanks for listening. This is Max O'Brien for Mercury, a broadcast of hope. Take, take care of each other.